0: Yourself a cold one. They strike them, huh? And listen to Ross Tucker break down the top college prospects on another tasty edition of the College Draft. Well, it is the College Draft podcast, but it is a very special live mock draft edition of the College Draft podcast. We are live right now. YouTube.com/slash Ross Tucker NFL. Over on the DraftKings YouTube page, our fantastic sponsor of the show. On my Facebook page, Ross Tucker Pod. And as well as on Twitter, at Ross Tucker Pod. Very excited about this. If you've ever done a mock draft before, especially a live one, it gets intense. You get flustered. The person before you usually takes the guy you're going to take. So this will be a lot of fun. And I have an absolutely epic all-star cast of folks joining me today. I always have my guy, Emery Hunt, the man at Football Game Plan who joins me every week on the College Draft Podcast. Check him out on social media at Plan. You got to get the draft guide as well. It's the best in the business. And then the former co-host of the College Draft Podcast, the one and only Fran Duffy, from the Philadelphia Eagles. I love that he changed his Twitter handle to Eagles XOs now. Which, by the way, if you're an Eagles fan, Fran is a mandatory follow. And even if you just like to learn more about football, you really should follow him just for his breakdowns of the tape of each game. Plus, he's got the Journey to the Draft podcast, which if you're watching this right now, you would love. And last but not least... We've got my fellow Berks County boy, Kyle Krabs. You check him out on social media, at Grinding the Tape. This guy is all over scouting and has been for a long time. He's also a huge Dolphins guy. He hosts the Locked On Dolphins, co-host of Locked On NFL Scouting. So he's got the Dolphins. I don't even know if we gave him the Dolphins pick. We might have given somebody
1: else. Nobody's the got the pick. Dolphins pick. <laughs> What's that? Nobody's got the Dolphins pick this year. Uh, Tom Brady got it. Oh, so Tom, Tom that's be right. That that's pick. right, yeah. Kyle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Brady got you guys again.
0: again. One last L <laughs> from Tom Brady. It's incredible. That is amazing. All right. So the order will be Fran will go first. Then it will be Kyle. Then it'll be Emery. Then it'll be me. And because of Tom Brady, I guess, I have one last uh, one less pick than the rest of the guys. We're going to talk through our picks before we make them, uh, but not going to take too much time. So I am very curious to see how Fran starts this thing off. By the way, thank you guys for joining. Really appreciate it. Um, Very curious to see what Fran does, because this is what's so fun about the mock draft. Depending on which – we assume friend's going to take a quarterback for the Panthers. But depending on which quarterback he takes, it can change everything below it. So we've got our producer extraordinaire for all of the Ross Tucker Football Podcast Network uh, pods. Jack Connell will be the one teeing us up. And we even have a live mock draft simulator. So we'll be able to still see who the best available is. We'll
2: be able to see who everybody's picked. This is amazing. Get it started, Jack. All right. We'll be we starting with Fran, who's got the first pick with the Caroline Panthers.
3: Well, Ross, as you said, uh, clearly this pick is going to be a quarterback. And I think, you know, based off all the reports that we've seen since the Panthers moved up from number nine to number Number one, that uh, it could be any of these guys, right? I mean, for going back to the fall, the Panthers and David Tepper have been connected to Will Levis, the quarterback from Kentucky. When they made the move, there was reports uh, that it was down to C.J. Stroud or Anthony Richardson. Then there were reports that it was either it was going to be Stroud or Bryce Young. So all of these guys have talked about in some way shape or form all four of them ha- are going to be hosted or have already been hosted by carolina on a top 30 visit all of them have seen like a a third of the panthers organization at their pro day or will be shortly right so uh, it's clearly they're putting a lot they're going to put through all these guys through the paces that said i mean it just feels like this pick is going to be Ohio State quarterback C.J. Stroud. And I think when you look at the offense that uh, Frank Reich has always kind of instituted, you look at the way that uh, you know Thomas Brown, the new offensive coordinator there with the Rams, the offense that he has come from, a quarterback like C.J. Stroud, I think you plug and play him in that kind of a system. Yes, they signed him. Andy Dalton, you can make the case that, hey, you know what? You don't make a trade like that going from nine to one uh, unless you're going for a guy with like the crazy upside like an Anthony Richardson. But I think at the end of the day, all signs point to them going CJ Shroud. I think he's the pick here at number one. All right. Up at number two
2: is Kyle with the Houston Texans.
3: So I'm considering being an
1: agent of chaos here and making the argument that the Texans take another year before you draft the quarterback. But ultimately at the end of the day, I think with with in the same light of what Fran says, you look at what Houston has done and they traded for Shaq Mason on the offensive line. They have Kenyon Green, who was a first-round pick last year. They just gave Jar- Laramie Tunsil his second consecutive bag. Uh, they, they've really made the investments up front, which at least gives you some level of confidence that this team has some infrastructure that can take a quarterback. And And when I think about the remaining passers that we have, Uh, Bryce Young is the one with the instincts in which he plays the game, the accuracy and anticipation. I understand there's some concerns about the stature and certain areas of the field being off limits to him. But I think of the remaining quarterbacks that are available, if I was going to try to get my offense to go in a certain direction, starting from scratch, the fact that they have pieces on the offensive line to protect Bryce Young, gives me the confidence to want to go out and get Bryce Young to be the quarterback of the future for the Houston Texans. All right,
2: number three, Emery with the Arizona Cardinals.
4: Easy one for me. I'm going with Terrell Suggs, 2.0, Will Anderson, helping bolster that pass rush for Arizona, getting better defensively is where they have to start. If you're better on one side of the football, if you're great on one side of the ball, I think they got a lot of pieces there on that side. So I'm going with Will Anderson to help continue to build on that uh, portion of their team. Uh, one of the best, if not the best pass rusher in a draft class.
2: Now we move to Ross with the Indianapolis Colts. Looks very excited to make the fourth pick. Jim Irsay and the Colts are going crazy
0: in the war room because we're getting the guy we wanted all along. We're getting the number one ranked quarterback, according to Emery Hunt on the College Draft Podcast. Yeah, maybe they think a little bit about Will Levis. But Anthony Richardson, let's see. He has a stronger arm. He's bigger. He's faster. What is the argument to take Levis over Anthony Richardson? I I don't understand. And you know what Shane Steichen sees? Shane Steichen sees a guy that has some similar characteristics in terms of running the football to Jalen Hurts, who just almost won the MVP for the Philadelphia Eagles a year ago. He probably won't start right away. He'll learn the offense for a few games from Gardner Minshew, but Anthony Richardson in Shane Steichen's offense could finally be the long-term answer for the Indianapolis Colts. They are sprinting to hand in the card for Anthony Richardson, the quarterback from
3: Florida. We move to Fran once again with the fifth overall pick with the Seattle Seahawks. So really, this is one of the tipping points of the draft, right? You get to the Seattle Seahawks at number five. No one knows what they're going to do. They're taking selfies with all the top quarterbacks, uh, making sure that those get posted and circulated on social media. I don't think that this will be a quarterback. I do think this will be a defensive lineman. You know, the Pete Carroll, John Schneider, they came out as soon as the season ended, as soon as they lost to San Francisco and said, yeah, we've got to get better up front so I do think that that's where this pick is ultimately going to go especially with Anthony Richardson off the board to me now the question becomes is this going to be Jalen Carter or is this going to be Tyree Wilson the defensive end from Texas and or Texas Tech and I think when you look at uh, the Seattle Seahawks over the years uh, number one if you want to try and project the player that they're going to take don't try and do it because if it's it's always going to be somebody that's a little bit unexpected they rarely pick up this high in the draft and so I think when you get to this point you say, okay, it's going to come down to these two players. Yes, in the past, they have taken gambles on, on especially defensive linemen, but on players that you know have some questionable off the field, the character issues, some of that stuff. That stuff has always been kind of looked over by Seattle. That said, that has not been the case over these last couple of years. And I, you can go back, at whether it's that Malik McDowell pick, if that was the tipping point, whatever that was, I think you look at where, where the Seattle Seahawks are right now, I think this pick's going to be Tyree Wilson, the defensive end from Texas Tech. And I think, look, this is a team that, uh, typically drafts a little bit older. They like those seniors. They like those guys that are coming, coming in well established plug and play. They like to, they utilize a multiple front defense and Tyree Wilson can come in. He can play on the four-eye as a head up over the tackle, or he can come off the edge. They always have kind of – go back to like that LJ Collier pick. I know Collier didn't work out coming from the Big 12 as well, but they like those guys that have the ability to line up at different techniques and win. He's got outstanding length. And, again, they don't leave breadcrumbs. The Seattle Seahawks, if they show interest in a guy pre-draft, typically that means they are not going for him, and there has been no buzz about Tyree Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks. I think that Wilson, a sneaky pick here for Seattle at number five.
1: Well, I can already tell Fran is going to make me very anxious every time I'm on the clock because he sat here and picked between the two guys that I was hoping to be able to get my pick of the litter on. And for the Detroit Lions at pick six, Jalen Carter's on the board. You think about the improvements that this roster made throughout the course of the past two years of this rebuild, the one kind of looming area, Lee McNeil's a nice player, but he's not a disruptive penetration type player. Levi and Wazariki, who they drafted early, has not really materialized in the, the fashion in which they would have hoped. Uh, so I'm going to take the best player available and just so happens to be a player in a position of need in Jalen Carter for the, the Lions at six.
2: Move to Emory at seven with the Las Vegas Raiders.
1: Yeah, listen, I'm
4: about you know, two things. Give me the guys that can score the ball or that can take the ball away. And so when I look at this Raiders football team, I'm not about to gamble on bluegrass Jake Locke. I'm not about to gamble on bourbon barrel blake bortles i am taking the best corner in the draft christian gonzalez step in day one start on the outside turns the ball over at a high clip give me him to help out this raider secondary
2: now we move to ross with the atlanta falcons in the eighth pick so this is why mock drafts are hard because i wrote down jalen carter and <laughs> christian gonzalez
0: and i hate emory and kyle because they Sorry. took the two guys that i was going to take For the Atlanta Falcons. I had my speech ready for Jalen Carter to learn under Calais Campbell how to be a pro in Atlanta. The Falcons recently signed him. And I like the idea of a corner. Casey Hayward's long in the tooth to get a guy opposite AJ Terrell. So you have two lockdown guys. Um, and I think that's where I'm going to stay because I, you know, I, I'm tempted to take Smith and Jigba. But the last two years, I, I, I took receivers of the football with Kyle Pitts and Drake London. I'm not doing it again. We've done a lot in free agency to get better on defense. I mean, we brought in Calais Campbell, Anya Mata. We brought in Jesse Bates. We brought in Caden Ellis. And now we are drafting, because we know how much money A.J. Terrell is going to want soon. We're drafting Devin Witherspoon because we like the feistiness he brings to the other side, opposite A.J. Terrell. The corner from
2: Illinois is now a Falcon. Now we go back to Fran, who's got the ninth pick with the Chicago Bears.
3: I think at the end of the day, this will be an offensive or defensive lineman. You look at the Bears coming into this offseason, they clearly needed to get better on both sides of the ball along the line of scrimmage. And so I do think at the end of the day, this will be the best lineman available, um, they would love it to be Jalen Carter. Obviously, he's off the board in this situation. So I think you, you might go over to the defensive side, and there are certainly some options here. Uh, Nolan Smith comes to mind. Uh, you talk about like a Lucas Van Ness up in Big Ten country. That makes sense to me as well. But why not get the the, uh, the ball rolling here along the offensive line? You get your pick of the litter up front, try and improve that side, to continue to protect Justin Fields and really kind of to put him in best position to succeed. So I think you look – really, it comes down to two players for me here. At this spot, is it going to be the local boy, uh, Peter skaransky from Northwestern? Who, oh, yeah, he grew up a Packers fan, but uh, lives right there in Bears country. Or is this going to be Paris Johnson, the tackle from Ohio State? Now, uh, reportedly, uh, they had him in for a top thirty. Uh, the head coach, NGM for Chicago, were both at the Ohio State Pro Day. And one thing we know uh, about Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus, especially. They want guys that are A, athletic. This is a trait based operation in terms of the way that they evaluate players and the, the guys they like to prioritize. And B, they love, sticking with that conversation, they love length across the board. And I think when you look at that, that is a separating factor for me when it comes down to Skaransky versus Paris Johnson. Skoransky, we know that's one of the big questions with him is that lack of length? That is not a question with Paris Johnson. Over 36 long, inch long arms. Uh, he looks the part. He absolutely fits the body type prototype that they like there along the offensive line. And he's also really versatile, which is that he can be an answer for them, potentially a tackle, potentially a guard, left side, right side, doesn't matter. I'm going to make this pick. It's going to be Paris Johnson, the tackle from Ohio State. They try and protect Justin Fields. We go back to Kyle. He's got the 10th pick with the Philadelphia Eagles.
1: Okay. So it, what's fun about Philly is for a really long time, we were sitting here with the assumption that, cornerback was going to be a need. And then they found a way to get a multi-year extension done with James Bradbury. And it's kind of turned at least my impressions and expectations for this uh, top pick kind of on its head. Jack, can you pull up the edge class? I can
2: pull up the edge class.
1: Here we go. Thank you. So Van Ness, I know they recently had for a visit uh, at the facility and, and he certainly seems like from a tools and traits perspective, with the agility scores that tested really well, the explosiveness that he illustrates, the prototypical size and length. I think about what the Eagles currently have under contract on the edge and them having Hassan Reddick as kind of a hybrid rusher off the edge, but their defensive ends is hand in the dirt type players or Brandon Graham, who's under contract for two years and then like three years of void years after that, and Josh Sweat for two more years. Derek Barnett's back on a one-year deal. I think there's room here to add to the pass rush rotation, especially with how often they are rotating up front on that defensive line. Give me Van Ness for the Eagles here at Pick 10.
2: All right, we'll go to Emery, who's got the 11th pick with the Tennessee Titans.
1: Yeah, as the GM of the
4: Titans, there's two areas I want to focus on. Can we get better on offense or can we get better on defense? There's two guys in particular, but I have a young quarterback that I'm still developing in Malik Willis. So I'm going to get him help on offense i'm going with jackson smith and jigba now you pair him up with what they had last year in their big physical wide receiver from arkansas two big physical guys catch and run guys let's help all the young quarterback get better
2: all right we go back to ross he's got the 12th pick with the houston texans emory what is your problem that was was gonna be be my pick for the texans (laughs) have you
0: seen the texans receivers they stink And I was going to get a new weapon, a slot machine in Smith and Jigba for our new quarterback, Bryce Young. Gosh. We can't make trades, can we? I guess we can't make trades. Anyway, here's what I'm going to do instead. I'm going to shock the world. I'm still taking a receiver. I don't care that he's undersized. I think size at receiver has become a little bit overrated. This guy has some serious juice, and we need it. I mean, Nico Collins, Noah Brown, Robert Woods? How many slow receivers can you have on one team? I'm taking Zay Flowers from Boston College, and I don't feel bad about it. Oh, he's not supposed to go till a little bit later. I don't care. That guy is lightning in a bottle, and he and Bryce Young are going to make sweet music together in Houston. Zay Flowers, Boston College.
2: We remember,
3: uh, Nick Casario comes from New England and they, they were not bashful about taking guys off the board a little bit earlier uh, than expected. So I, I that I do not rule that one out. Uh, I like that pick there, Ross. Um, I was not thinking wide receiver for the Jets. Uh, you talk about trades like at this point. We don't know if Aaron Rodgers is going to end up uh, in New York or not or when that is going to happen. So I'm going to assume uh, that I've got this pick here for the Jets sitting at 13, and I'm going to continue to bolster that offensive line. Uh, you know that Joe Douglas coming from both Philadelphia and Baltimore prioritize the trenches, continue to beef that up, uh, and I do think that that will be the pick here. When you look at uh, the offense that they are instituting there, uh, they bring in the new offensive coordinator, uh, Nate Hackett. Uh, they're going to institute that outside zone stretch scheme offensively, uh, and yes, they've got pieces at tackle that I think are, you're still kind of counting on. Becton uh, looks like he's healthy, uh, getting in shape, and he could play either left or right. You can say the same about Broderick Jones, um, but I think that the, the tackle from Georgia, I think he's the pick here. I think when you look at him at his best, he is excellent on the move. Those are the kind of, uh, the, 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 the kind of schemes up front that he really excels in. I think that they can plug him in uh, and really kind of continue to beef up whoever's playing quarterback. You assume that it's Aaron Rodgers, but uh, I think when you look at uh, Broderick Jones, I think he checks a lot of the boxes here. Uh, I'm going to go with the Georgia left tackle here at number 13.
1: All right, go to Kyle at the 14th pick with the New England Patriots. Oh, Ross, I feel your pain because Fran just sniped me big time here at 14. <laughs> I was mentally prepared, like you said, had the whole speech ready to roll, but that's okay, we're going to pivot because I look at the New England Patriots in their roster and I see enough other directions that we can go and one place that I'd be particularly interested in going is looking at the uh, the cornerback room that the New England Patriots have and They made the decision to bring back Jonathan Jones, and they have a couple of mid-round guys in Marcus Jones and Jack Jones. So who's the highest-ranked corner named Jones? Because we'll just draft him. But um, Joey Porter Jr. from Penn State. You think about what has traditionally been the Bill Belichick type of corner, and you like to have the physicality on the outside. Well, when you play in the AFC East, and you got to deal with Stephon Diggs and Tyreek Hill and Jalen Wilde and uh, Garrett Wilson – You do have to worry about having quick-footed corners on the roster, but Porter's a little bit more like what we've usually seen the Patriots try to pursue in having some size on the outside and play physical and play man coverage. So he's going to be my pick here for the Patriots here at 14 to give them a different body type so that they can continue to be matchup-specific when they go man coverage in the secondary. All right. Go to Emory at the 15th pick with the Green
4: Bay Packers. Listen, as the GM of the Packers, I'm so glad we're getting rid of Aaron Rodgers and his headache. So let's focus on our new quarterback, Jordan Love. Let's focus on an identity shift and what we have in the backfield, two outstanding tailbacks. Let's continue to bolster that and foster that growth with the young quarterback. I'm going DeJuan Jones, right tackle out of Ohio State, help bolster that offensive line. We're going to be a bully up front in the NFC North and try to run this football to the victory throughout the course of the season especially within that division.
2: We got Ross, the 16th pick in the Commanders. Commanders have some interesting
0: choices now. Very interesting choices. I still think they could get better up front, especially at both guard spots and I'm thinking about Peter Skaronski from Northwestern. Corner is a position that they need but I feel like the top guys that are of value there are off the board. They could take the local product, Deontay banks. Do they dare take Will Levis? Who's fallen a little bit more than people thought get a top five, top 10 type quarterback at 16. Last time they did that with Haskins, it didn't go real well. And I think that they really believe in Sam Howell, who people thought could be a a top pick. So I think, they're going to try and give Sam Howell every opportunity they can and maybe surprise people a little bit here. They're going to take Dalton Kincaid, the tight end from Utah, and keep a strength a strength. You got McLaurin. You got Jahan Dotson. You have Curtis Samuel. Now you've got Dalton Kincaid. It's one of the best receiving cores in the NFL when you add Kincaid to the
2: mix, the tight end from Utah. Go to Frank, the 17th pick. And
3: the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, guys, so I'm, I've been going back and forth here with this one. It, it's coming down to three players for me. Um, Peter Skaronsky, uh from Northwestern, I think that he makes a lot of sense here, uh, whether you want to plug him in at tackle or guard for Pittsburgh. Uh, but they have added some, especially interior offensive linemen here this offseason. Uh, I don't think I'm going that direction. I do think I'm going to go defense. Uh, the Steelers, historically, I know it's a new general manager uh, here with Omar Khan stepping in uh, as the new GM. But I historically, this has been a team in the last decade plus under Mike Tomlin, that they like to go defense in round one. They have made that exception uh, a couple of times here and there, but typically have gone defense. And so really this comes down to two players. And I think you're looking at Mozzie Smith, the defensive tackle from Michigan, um, and then you're looking at Deontay Banks, the cornerback – Maryland. I th- I do think that corner is a little bit of a bigger need right now. Uh, Mike Tomlin's son Dino uh, was at Maryland. Played for Maryland. Uh, these last couple of years, he transferred about a year ago. But he can give him a little bit of extra intel uh, on on uh, Deontay Banks. The the Steelers have drafted a couple of Terps while while uh, while his son was. There, So uh, the connection can certainly be made. It's certainly at a position of need. Pittsburgh went and they got Patrick Peterson this offseason, but want to continue to bolster that defensive backcourt. Uh, let's go and get Deontay Banks, the very toolsy corner from Maryland. I think he's the pick here for the Pittsburgh Steelers.
1: Go to Kyle with the 18th pick in the Detroit Lions. Okay, so we're, we're pivoting versus my pre-draft expectations because we have a couple players in our laps here that I wasn't expecting to, to have on the board. Uh, will Levis is certainly an interesting consideration with Jared Goff of two years of $30 million in cap available to them. Uh, although Jared Goff did play particularly well down the stretch. I know there are some physical limitations and a question of what the ceiling is and that whole debate can be had, but uh, Detroit's trying to win the division this year, which means we're in a position to to pick a player that can really help move the needle for us. And that's when I will look at Peter Skoronsky. I'm really intrigued Skoronsky the, the Lions the last two years have been in the top three in salary cap commitments on the offensive line they've got a couple aging players and Taylor Decker at left tackle they've got a couple guys that they have on short-term deals with Vitae and Graham Glasgow who they signed to bring back to play right guard and there's been some injury issues on the interior for them Jonah Jackson is another contract year player Skoronsky I think long-term could potentially take over for Decker but in the short term can take one of those interior spots. You hear a lot of that inside-outside debate for him. Long-term, let's give him a chance to tackle. But if he can step in and be one of the best five on a combo as a best player available pick to help the Lions and, and help get them cheaper on their offensive line in the process, I think that's a, a long-term pivot that that wasn't necessarily in my plans beforehand. But now that it's the opportunities here, it's a hard one for me to pass up. I'll take Skronsky here and stop the slide. All right. We move to the 19th pick with Emory and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers.
4: As the GM of the Buccaneers, I just watched my quarterback, Tom Brady, retire after throwing ground balls to first base in his last game, running for his life. I don't care who's at quarterback for Tampa, although I do care. There is a potential free agent out there in Lamar Jackson. Forget what my head coach said about not being interested. His job is on the line. Talent wins games not this BS he's out there peddling at the owner's meeting. So I'm going to go offensive line. I'm going to go Paris Johnson of Ohio State, and we'll figure this quarterback situation. Hey, maybe we get time Brady to come back. Now that we have a good Wait, wait, wait. Didn't Paris John Johnson already snuffies. get drafted? By oh, the Paris, Bears? Paris drafted. Johnson went ninth to the All right, Chicago then let's Bears. go Brayton Daniels. Still going to the offensive line. We're still going great talent at tackle. I love the athleticism anyway with Brayton Daniels out of Utah. You watch him break guys up out the paint. Let's go Utah offensive lineman to help out that. Bucks offensive line for potential future franchise quarterback Lamar Jackson.
2: Trying to look. I don't even see him on the offensive line board here.
4: That's he got, why oh. you gotta trust like we should get the football game plan big uh, <laughs> <Good> board <laughs> up there that has all the prospects. Let's go.
2: <laughs> I'll keep it. We'll move forward Wi-Fi as we go to Ross to the Seattle Right Hawks. there, Braden Daniels yep. right there. Ross Seattle Seahawks at 20.
0: Seahawks are interesting here because I could take a third receiver. We know about Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, but they don't really have a third receiver. I could take a corner for opposite Tariq Woolen, a guy like my guy, Emmanuel Forbes, who I think had 27 pick sixes maybe uh, during his time at Mississippi State. I was not expecting Levis to fall this far, but Geno played so well. We just got him under contract. I'm trying to win this year. In fact, I think I can win the division this year. So I'm going to get a guy, especially if we have an injury, we need someone like this to be able to step in at that position. And I have it at wide receiver. I'm debating between Quentin Johnston from TCU, who's got some similarities to DK Metcalf and Jordan Addison from USC who has some similarities to Tyler Lockett. And ultimately, I'm going to go with Addison because of the versatility. So I'll take Jordan Addison in this spot to learn from Lockett. They are both route-running savants. Addison
2: goes to the Seahawks at 20. He skipped the Miami Dolphins. He goes to Los Angeles Chargers, who Fran has at the 21st pick.
3: Yeah, this is an interesting one, and I'm going to end up – Going with a player that I was not really expecting as I came into this for the Chargers. But uh, just to give you a sense of where my head's at, you know, there are a lot of different directions here. Bijan Robinson's still on the board uh, with everything going on with Austin Eckler. Is is he or is he not going to be there in LA? Uh, You know, that certainly came to mind there as a possibility. Uh, You look off the edge, this is a team that. You know, they, they had that Cleo Mack injury last year. Uh, Joey Bosa has had his bouts with durability over the years. Do they decide to go with an edge rusher here like a Miles Murphy, like a Nolan Smith? Both of those guys came to mind. Um, there are some Northwestern connections there on that coaching staff. Do they go with Adibare, Uh the, the, the freak show athlete on the interior, continue to beef up that, that defensive line there for the Chargers? But um, ultimately, I'm going to go. To the secondary, and Brandon Staley has always said, you know, never, never rule us out when it comes to a DB. Um, This is a team that, over the years, they have not been afraid to take a guy that maybe drops a little bit or did not live up to uh, great testing, goes to the combine, and maybe the numbers weren't great. Guys like DJ Fluker, uh, Mike Williams, Joey Bosa, right? They've taken guys with high, high picks that did not test overly well at the combine, but the tape backed it up, and they felt really, really good about it. Uh, They love versatility on the back end the ability to move guys around i'm gonna go brian branch the safety from alabama here uh, they lost nazir Adderley in free or in uh to retirement um their they, they're, they're nickel corner right now is a free agent i think branch can come in and play either one of those two and we'll probably play a little bit of both of those roles i think when you look at brian branch uh i think he makes a lot of sense here for the chargers uh in this spot
1: go to Kyle, the 22nd pick with the Baltimore Ravens. Well, you guys made it easy for me to do my best Eric DaCosta impression because you let value fall right into your lap when your name is Eric DaCosta, and then you don't think twice about it, and you pick that player. So Quentin Johnston's still on the board at wide receiver and all this discussion around Lamar Jackson. I'm going to operate under the assumption that I have Lamar Jackson for the time being, and uh, you think about what Lamar did best when he won the MVP in 19, and it was – taking big post shots down the field, complementing their ability to run the ball. And I think that's where Quentin Johnston with his height, weight, speed element can really do some damage. And then he can be physical on the outside. He can be physical after the catch. Brings an explosive size element to this wide receiver room for the Baltimore Ravens. Go to Emory, the 23rd pick with the Minnesota Vikings.
4: You know, it's my new role as GM of the Vikings. And you know, we just hired a defensive coordinator and Brian flores who's just standing here aggressively i'm like okay man we'll get your guy on defense bro we're gonna go linebacker dayon henley of washington state instantly helps them at the second level we know the defense was 39th in total defense last year out of 32 nfl teams listen get this guy on the defense get him at the second level he's great on both ends he'll do a fantastic job as a rookie go to the
2: 24th pick with ross at the jacksonville jaguars
0: yeah, I'm, I'm, so if I'm the Jags, it's defense without question. And I'm considering either a D tackle or a corner. I still got my boy, Emmanuel Forbes, on the, on the board, who I really like. But there's also some D linemen I like. You know what I need? I need interior pressure. And you know who can give it to me? Clancy. I don't know how to say his first name. It doesn't matter. He's Clancy, and he's from Pitt, and he's a D-tackle. Kalijah, kind of like Elijah, he's like a mini Aaron Donald. We've got some edge guys now with Josh Allen, with Trayvon Walker. Let's get some pressure up the middle with Clancy, the
2: D-tackle from Pitt. Go back to Fran 25th pick in the New York Giants.
3: Yeah, this is an interesting one. Um, You know, a lot of the uh, the, obviously the receiver depth has really been kind of sapped out, and the Giants obviously would love to be able to add playmakers to this offense. I think when you look at Joe Shane and what he did last year um, in collecting talent, they certainly want to try and prioritize those those primary positions, those high value positions early. Uh, They targeted young players, underclassmen um, with traits, but. Man, the, again, these wide receivers, they they, can, they kind of flew off the board. Certainly some pass rush help. You know, they, Could it be Miles Murphy, the defensive end from Clemson? Could it be Nolan Smith, the pass rusher from Georgia? Well, they just took Kayvon Thibodeau in the top ten a year ago. I don't know that they're going to go back to it. Aziz Ogalar? yeah, he's battled some health stuff. But I don't know that they're quite ready to say, uh, let's go with another top flight pass rusher just yet. So I'm going to go to a, a you know, quote-unquote less valuable position, an area where they really needed to add some more bodies. They played more sub-package than anybody in the NFL uh, last year, the New York Giants, and they love to blitz. right? So um, when you look at this defense, uh, let's add another young linebacker here. I'm going to go with Trenton Simpson, the linebacker from Clemson. and You would say that his best trait right now is his blitzing ability, along with his athleticism, his closing speed. Um, I think he would be a great fit from Wink Martindale in those sub packages where, hey, you know what, we can carve out a role for him early. Maybe he's not a guy uh, that's going to call the defense right now in year one as a rookie, but if we get into uh, you know, our, our dime defense, into our dollar defense where we've got seven DBs on the field and one backer, and that backer is probably either going to man up on the back or he's going to blitz. That's where I think Trenton Simpson can come in and play a role right now uh, as he continues to grow. This is a really intriguing player. Um, I think Trenton Simpson makes a lot of sense for Wink Martindale and the Giants. Go to Kyle the 26th pick in the Dallas
1: Cowboys. Well, we're going to keep this one deep in the heart of Texas, guys. This is the B. John Robinson spot here. I'm locking him in. We are post-June 1 cutting Ezekiel Elliott. Tony Pollard is on the franchise tag for $10 million. Nobody spends dollars like Jerry Jones at the running back position, so why not spend a first-round pick on one as well and make sure that you have the physical component and keep the identity of your football team at least give yourself the chance for the identity of your football team to be what it has been in the past when Dak Prescott has been at his best, and that is when you are committed to staying balanced and running the football. Bijan, with Tony Pollard coming back off an injury at the end of the year last year, this is too good of a value here for me at 26 for one of the five, maybe three most physically talented players in my mind in this draft class, regardless of position.
4: Go to Emory of the 27th pick with the Buffalo Bills. I'm so glad you took B. John Robinson, Kyle, because that saves me from having to explain to my Bills fans <laughs> on why I'm taking Jameer Gibbs because he is the there number one back in the class. And the reason why I think this is a great fit for Buffalo And why I'm taking him, one, he's a fantastic talent. He's a game breaker. But two, you go back and look at why the Bills have been exited out the playoffs the last couple of years. They can't close out a game with their four-minute offense because they can't run the football. And there's two schools of thought. Either you be able to salt the game away with your four-minute offense or you just outscore the heck out of everybody. He gives you a chance to do both because he's a dynamic player with the ball in his hands. He is their best player on offense, continuing to adding explosive talent. So I'm going with Jameer Gibbs for Buffalo. Almost went offensive line but I couldn't pass up the greatest game breaker in the first round.
2: Go back to Ross with his final pick with the Cincinnati Bengals at 28. Yeah. I mean, I'm just laughing.
0: I'm laughing at the other teams in the NFL. It's comical to me that you guys allowed me to get this player at what I think right now is probably the biggest hole on the roster. I feel good about the O line after getting Orlando Brown, Jr. Uh, Defense is always good, even with, Losing the safeties. I like Nick Scott. We need a tight end. We lost Hayden Hurst in free agency to Carolina. Yeah, we signed Irv Smith Jr. But I can get Michael Mayer from Notre Dame. I don't care about his 40 time. Mayer has been awesome at Notre Dame for the last 13 years that he's been playing tight end for Notre Dame. Michael Mayer, Notre Dame tight end is a starter from day
2: one. Joe Burrow loves him the 29th pick with Fran
3: with the New Orleans Saints well it's my last pick uh here in this mock draft and you know looking around there are a bunch of guys that I'm shocked uh, are still on the board and guys that I think would make sense here in New Orleans but I think when you look at the way that this team builds up front uh and you look to, first of all the They lost Marcus Davenport in free agency. He goes over to Minnesota. So that clearly creates a need. Cam Jordan getting a little bit older. Carl Granderson has developed as a nice day three pick into a starter. But is he an ideal three down player? I think, you know, they're still waiting on some of their other young guys that they've had, you know, spent high draft assets on to really continue to develop. So. I do think that this could be a defensive lineman here and certainly a pass rusher, maybe a guy that's got some big time uh, size, height, weight, speed kind of traits. Uh, I think that when you look down uh, at Nolan Smith from Georgia or Miles Murphy from Clemson, I think when it comes to the New Orleans Saints, who typically again, look, think about some of these names I just said, Davenport and Jordan. Granderson is a, a tall, longer guy. Uh, a lot of these other guys that they've drafted up high. They like the big-bodied edge rushers to really kind of crash off the edge uh, and wreak havoc. I think when you look at Miles Murphy from Clemson, he is the body type. He brings the traits. He brings that tool set that they typically like off the edge. It's a position of need. I think that then this is always a team that is going to address need in the draft. I think when you look at Miles Murphy, Clemson, They love having him here for them at number 29. But, uh, again, the fact that you know Nolan Smith still on the board, Darnell Wright, the tackle from uh, Tennessee, still on the board, Adebarre from Northwestern on the board, Uh, a lot of really intriguing talents. But uh, Miles Murphy from Clemson, he is the pick.
1: Go to Kyle with the Philadelphia
3: Eagles in the 30th pick.
1: So we went defensive end our first time through. Jack, can you pull up the safety class for me for just a moment? I can. And it just it doesn't feel like the value sits here. I I, know we we signed Terrell Edmonds to come in and play a safety spot, and Reed Blankenship as a UDFA took meaningful snaps and looked like a really promising player. And not that long ago, this was a Bruce Feldman's freaks list player who dealt with some injuries at Middle Tennessee State that cost him getting drafted. Uh, I don't think that value necessarily falls in a place where. I feel comfortable. So I'm going to go in a different direction. I'm going to stay in the back seven. And I know Hallie Roseman would never draft a linebacker in the first round, but Jack Campbell's still here. And we have Nakobe Dean, who played a handful of snaps, really promising player, but length and stature is the weakness. You look at the rest of the stack linebacker group there in Philadelphia, Desai is coming in to run the same kind of concepts and system that the team ran last year, having somebody with length, range, power, block deconstruction skills to play and win in light boxes, I think is a good fit schematically. Even if Howie might not do it, I don't have to be Howie. I'm gonna make the pick. It's Jack Campbell here at 30. All right. We wrap things up with Emery who has the 31st pick with the
4: Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, the guy I was going with has been on the board the whole time because I was gonna go offensive line, but bump this man. Like I can't I, I gotta build this defensive line up. In Kansas City, I know they lost Frank Clark, but hey, you drafted George Carl this fantastic edge rusher. Now you have Chris Jones who can flip outside and be an edge rusher in certain situations. I know they have Derek Naughty. I know they have Charles Minnehue, but Chris Jones. George Karloftis and Brian Brissi up front. Good luck. I think he's going to be two years removed from his injuries, and I think he's going to get back to playing like what we saw from him uh, earlier in his career. I'm all excited about him. I was big on Karloftis last year. I'm glad the Chiefs got him, and I'm glad I have the ability now to draft Brian Brissi, as opposed to going Darnell Wright. I know that he could use some help up front, but I'm going with the defensive lineman uh, out of Clemson. Love it. Awesome
0: job, fellas. Only 31 picks in the first round. Very interesting. First of all, I love doing these mock drafts. It's so fun. Like I get like an adrenaline rush. It's amazing. I Can you imagine doing it for real like the teams? It's amazing. Now they get a little bit more time, but still it's awesome. noteworthy some of the guys that fell out of the first round Will Levis, which by the way Jack, what show did I predict that on recently? I predicted. I think he might fall out of the first round. That does not surprise me. Um, Nolan Smith from Georgia, the edge rusher. That does surprise me a little bit. Anton Harrison from Oklahoma. Will McDonald. Keep going down that list a little bit, Jack. Of best available, seeing what other names um, jump out to me. Uh, the big kid from from. Uh, Michigan, Mozzie Smith. Anybody else really jump out to you guys that's still available? Or talk, anybody talk other right. Uh Nolan Smith and uh, and Will Levis?
1: I, uh, I, I, I would have
4: I, gone uh, Osiris Torrance in Buffalo, but yeah. I couldn't pass up on Jameer Gibbs.
1: Torrance is a good one, Emery. I kind of had him penciled as a potential add for, for interior with Detroit at 18 until Skaronsky slipped, and then it became – a, a two-fold for me where I could t- pencil him long-term in a
3: tackle. Fran, yeah, Dar- any thoughts? Uh, yeah, Darnell Wright uh, from Tennessee. That, I think that one surprises me. I could definitely see him going a little bit higher than we think. Adebare, the, the defensive lineman from Northwestern. Uh, I think he you could try to kind of check that box as well. Uh, we talked about Mozzie Smith. There, there were a handful of guys that, that surprised me that fell out of round one. But that's what's going to happen. We're going to be sitting here on, uh, what is it, April 28th, and it's going to be 2 a.m., and we're going to be sitting here like, how did this guy fall to round <laughs> it happens every year
0: you're right it does happen every year really appreciate you guys being a part of this this was fun this is exactly what i was hoping it would be like make sure you check out all these guys on social media they all produce incredible content at eagles xos is fran duffy at f ball game plan is emery at grinding the tape is kyle i'm at ross tucker nfl we are at ross tucker pod hope you guys enjoyed this as much as we did